Hi, you're listening to The Booth Review. I'm Jessica Fox. And I'm Cassandra Egan. We're here to bring you into our recording booth to give you weekly reports on the happenings in and around the NFL. We'll comment on each week's games and bring you our take on fantasy football's studs and duds. You know what, Cassandra? It's 2015. I'm feeling really good about it. This is going to be the year I'm going to take our fantasy league's title. I just think that statement is completely incorrect. (laughs) What are you talking about? Last season, I did pretty well. I didn't make it to playoffs, but I was close. And this year, I'm going to make that playoff run. Definitely not if you choose Tom Brady again. I mean, let's just hope that he knows how to handle his balls. Yeah, let's hope he does a little bit better with that this season. (laughs) (laughs) On today's show, we'll give our first impressions of teams as we head into our first week of preseason. And this week in fantasy, we'll break down the many choices at the quarterback position. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited too. This show is all about football. We love the game and wanted a space to convey opinions that every fan could understand. Right. While we do love our football stats, sometimes it doesn't always convey a player or a team to the full ability. Yeah, our love affair with the game wasn't necessarily bred into us. To be honest, it came from being unemployed after college graduation. Thank God for football season. Seriously. When we weren't applying for actual real jobs, we were watching football games. Monday, Thursday, and all day Sunday. And with the obsessive, slightly addictive personalities we have, it wasn't too hard to uh, latch on to the 24-7 coverage, the amazing plays, and the politics of the sport. Friends and families were actually getting annoyed because we were talking about football all the time. So we thought, why not make a podcast? We think we can bring a different point of view to the world of fantasy football. Yeah, I'm glad we're doing this because it was getting so bad. I'm fairly positive that my own mother would have punched me in the jaw just so that I would shut up. Speaking of punches to the face, have you heard about Geno Smith? Ooh, Cassandra, that was such a good transition into the Geno Smith story. Why don't you tell us about it? Thank you. You know, I put some thought into it. But if you haven't heard of Geno Smith, then you're probably not missing much. But he is the quarterback for the New York Jets. And he recently got sucker punched by a teammate, defensive end, IKN and Polly. Over only $600 for a plane ticket and a limo ride. He's going to be out for 6 to 10 weeks. Yeah, you know, and I heard the other day that uh, Geno did try and throw a punch back. But it was short about 2 yards. (laughs) No surprises there. Yeah, I don't really think that Jets fans are too upset about the change in quarterback. And to add insult to injury, even Geno's former coach, Rex Ryan, picked up an Impali for the Bills this season. I know, Geno is having a pretty rough start here in 2015. (laughs) But one quarterback I know who is having a really great season, especially recently, of course, my friend, Okay, (laughs) Phillip Rivers. Mr. Rivers has officially signed a four-year extension to stay with the Chargers until 2019. The deal is for $83 million, with $65 million guaranteed, and with those numbers, Phil tops the list of players with guaranteed money. Roethlisberger and uh, Russell Wilson come in just behind him. Ben has $64 million, and Russell has $61 million, which, compared to Phil, is chump change. You know, I'm all right with Phil's big paycheck. I mean, he does have eight kids. He's got a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah, I can't even imagine what that's like. And I'm pretty positive that $65 going straight to the kidlets. Yeah, he's got a lot of college tuitions to pay for. (laughs) I can't even imagine. (laughs) But uh, thanks, Phil. I'm really glad that uh, you went ahead and stuck with the Chargers. And thank goodness that preseason has 
finally started. We got a small taste of football season, and we were especially excited to watch the rookies play their first NFL games. One of the rookies that I was excited to see was Melvin Gordon, the running back for the Chargers. But I was a bit disappointed. He had lots of hype, but not a very solid performance to back it up. And he was easily outshined by the veterans, Danny Woodhead and Brandon Oliver. The only positive is that the Chargers have their run game back, but not necessarily because of Gordon. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed in Gordon too. But I would say, though, that uh, one rookie running back that totally impressed me last week, Amir Abdullah for the Lions. He absolutely killed it. He was the 54th overall pick, and he looked like a much higher pick in that game. He had 67 yards on seven carries, and one carry was for 45 yards. It definitely looks like the Lions have a running back, and now they have both a run and a passing game. So I feel like they're going to be a much more complete team this season. And then, of course, the rookies that everyone was super excited to see this week, quarterbacks for the Buccaneers and the Titans, Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. And, you know, I don't know. They both went in, threw for turnovers, and they kind of looked like college quarterbacks playing big boy football. But I'm going to say that they definitely have some potential. I would agree. You know, after a couple blunders, they moved on. Mariota had a pass touchdown, and Jameis is already looking better in practice. Yeah, and I think that's probably one of the, the better things about preseason. You get to see those rookies go out and make those plays. But for me, I think my favorite part of preseason is seeing some of those veterans get back out on the field and kind of shine in a way they haven't already. And number one for me this week, it's got to be Tim Tebow with the Eagles. He went into the game, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, and he received a standing ovation. It was amazing. And you know, the defense did make him sit down a couple times, but his throwing motion looked better. He was always criticized for that. And to cap it all off, he ran in for a 12-yard touchdown in true Tebow fashion. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited that he's back. So uh, are you ready to set your watch? Um, obviously, because it's Tebow time. Yeah, I'm not about that life because my money is on Menzel. Oh my god, no it's not. <laughs> Menzel was also a surprise during this week's preseason game against the Redskins. He looked like a better overall player and I'm just going to throw it out there and say that rehab was definitely worth it. And he's trying to be a leader of the team, a leader for the Browns organization. And if you didn't notice, there were no more money signs after he ran the ball in for a two-yard touchdown. He's looking like a, a lot more mature player. Yeah, okay. I think that's a pretty valid point. And then, of course, oh, man, it was such a disappointment. Jimmy Garoppolo. He was a hot mess, to say the least. You see him out there on the field. Before the snap, he's calling all the plays. You can tell he's got the brain of a quarterback. And you look at him, he's got the face of a model, because it seems like that's a requirement for the Patriots organization. I mean, of course. <laughs> yeah, but... It doesn't seem like he has the playmaking skills to match. Like, training under Tom Brady did nothing for him? Yeah, no wonder Tom Brady is fighting so hard to overrule his suspension. Hopefully, after a few games, Jimmy will bounce back. Unfortunately, you can't say the same about some players who have already suffered huge injuries during this preseason. Uh, two notable ones are wide receivers, one being Kelvin Benjamin. He tore his left ACL during practice this week, and he needs season-ending surgery. Another notable player that's injured is Kevin White, wide receiver for the Bears. He has a fractured shin, 
and will probably be out for the season. Yeah, and let's not forget about Niles Paul, tight end for the Redskins. He broke his ankle, and now he's on injured reserve. Another guy completely out for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm pretty sure most of the Redskins are injured. I mean, most of the notable players that are left, I think, are just RG3 and Alfred Morris. So, good luck, Redskins. Yeah, good luck. But I have to say, even more tragic than that, it's got to be Arian Foster. It was a lot earlier in camp. He didn't even get to play a preseason game because he had that terrible groin injury. Thankfully, he's had successful surgery, but the Texans don't have their premier running back for half of the season. And then finally, probably even more crippling than that, it's got to be Sean Suisum. Um, He tore his left ACL at the Hall of Fame game in his loss to Minnesota, and he's expected to have surgery, but there's not even a timeline that's been proposed for him, and likely another guy out for the entire season. And for Arian Foster and Sean Suisum, both huge fantasy picks. Arian Foster, you are going to be my number one running back, so thanks for ruining my fantasy draft this year. And then finally, we talked about him a little bit earlier. Geno Smith, he's got a broken face. Um, Yeah, I definitely probably would not be picking him for week one as your quarterback. Yeah, I would just avoid Jets players in general. (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, that's probably a pretty good idea. But there are some quarterbacks that you are definitely going to want to pick for your fantasy draft, and we're about to break them down for you. But we have to start with our top three quarterbacks, and frankly, everyone's top three quarterbacks for the 2015 fantasy season. And we're going to start with Russell Wilson. You know, he's the guy you trust when the play breaks down for the Seahawks. He's going to snap the ball. He'll hold it for like 10 seconds, run around the backfield, and then we'll just find a running lane up to the first down, or then make an off-balance pass to Jermaine Curse, who's wide open at the 12-yard line. And this year, even more dangerous, he has Jimmy Graham as that enormous target down the field. And already in preseason games, Jimmy is looking so terrifying. The thing is, is that Russell Wilson is just, he's the guy with the X factor. He's elusive, and it just seems like opposing defenses are never really sure what that guy is going to have up his sleeve. You know, I absolutely agree that he is a great quarterback. But... Wilson is still pretty young, so he might make mistakes that a veteran like Aaron Rodgers won't make. He definitely has the skill and the team to win this year, but the question is, can he keep in the game mentally? In the beginning of last season, Wilson was all over the place. He's going to have to do a lot more than abstain from sex to keep his focus on winning the game. But you know who else is focused on winning the game? Oh God, here it comes. Aaron Rodgers. I'll admit it, I have a small crush on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, okay, small being the operative word there, please. Trust me, he is anything but small. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers is the emotional center of the Packers' offense and probably the defense. He knows how to lead his team and works well under pressure. He has a cannon arm with the precision to make passes that no one else would chance throwing. The physicality, the intelligence, and the confidence to execute. And basically, the Packers are coming back this year with almost all of their players healthy. And you know, the playoff game last season against the Seahawks, in my opinion, was the most emotional. I feel like mentally, Rodgers is completely focused on the game. And I'm going to make a prediction right now. Make it to the Super Bowl. Well, my prediction is that the other quarterback that's probably going to make it to the Super Bowl, Andrew Luck. 
And it's no secret, I have an Aaron Rodgers-sized obsession with Andrew Luck. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, everybody needs a little bit of luck in their lives. (laughs) And Andrew, you know, he is just a technician, an engineer of the offense. It's like he's Peyton Manning, but, you know, he's better than Peyton Manning. You see him on the field, and for the Colts, 30 seconds before the snap are almost as important, if not more, than the play itself. He has crazy game awareness, amazing critical thinking skills, and then on top of that, he also can just throw the ball perfectly. His timing windows are totally on point, and you know, luck is only going to get better. And now the Colts have made huge moves to try and improve their run game by adding Frank Gore in the offseason. The receivers are better, and I really think the Colts are going to come out of the gate swinging this season, and Andrew Luck is going to be right there at the front of it. Luck also hasn't missed a game in three seasons, and his average fantasy points last year was about 20 points per game, which is pretty amazing. And right now, he really is the golden child of the NFL. So, of course, everyone is going to want to pick these three guys as their quarterback, but you're going to have to make some sacrifices if that's the case. There's only three of them. And when you're choosing your fantasy quarterback, are you really going to want to give up that first round pick for your QB? Or can you wait until round five or round six to make that choice? Right. One of the pros of going round one is that your quarterback is going to be on the field all the time. He's going to make points, and he's simply going to make more plays than the other round five or six quarterbacks. Yeah, it kind of seems overly simplistic, but truly, the names, the teams with the big-name quarterbacks have better passing games overall because the offense is built around that quarterback, as opposed to you know them having to resort to a run game in order to produce yardage. You will definitely see the benefit of big points every week, And you won't have to worry about snagging an okay quarterback later in the draft. But one of the cons is choosing a quarterback in early rounds could sometimes make the other positions suffer. And it's all about value. Can you get a quarterback that will pick up the same amount of fantasy points in a later round? It's all about that bargain and getting more bang for your buck. And also, you can put more emphasis on running backs and wide receivers. It might be a smarter choice overall depending on the type of team you want to build. The reality of it is that the quarterback, even if he's mediocre, is not ever really going to break your team, but he really can make it. Consistency is key, whether it's consistent big numbers or consistent mediocre numbers. As long as you have a reliable quarterback, he'll give value to your fantasy team. So ultimately, the answer is be decisive about what you want to prioritize. Earlier might mean better playmakers, but if you want to snag a premier running back or wide receiver instead, it's okay to wait. But be mindful, there are probably going to be some sleeper picks that are going to be great quarterbacks for your team. Yeah, I've actually noticed a couple of quarterbacks this preseason that are looking pretty good. Derek Carr, the quarterback for the Raiders, is definitely one of them and should not be counted out. The rookie was not the reason for the Raiders' bad season last year. And this year, they have Amari Cooper and Michael Cabtree, which are some pretty good hands on the receiving end of Carr's passes. While those points are pretty valid, man, I just have an issue with him being a Raider in general. But, you know, he is a pretty decent quarterback. My sleeper pick 
it's got to be Teddy Bridgewater, the quarterback for the Vikings. You know, last year he entered the position earlier than everyone expected on short notice due to an injury. And, you know, we didn't really have that high of expectations for Teddy, but he totally showed up. He looked poised and mature with a full year of training in the starting role. He's going to impress, and already in preseason games, he's been looking pretty good. I have to say he's another one of my favorites. Yeah, there's just something you got to love about Teddy. Uh, But there are definitely some quarterbacks that should not receive any love for your fantasy draft (laughs) this year. And these are our picks that you're going to have to avoid. Mine, it's going to be Jay Cutler. You know, I just think he's paid too much with too small of expectations. Bears Bears fans and the team have lost faith in him, and you know what? I have too. If he can't be the quarterback he's literally built to be, he's just not going to be a fantasy pick. He has no consistency, but, you know, I guess we understand if you're a Jay Cutler fan and you want to pick him. You know, some people, they do drugs, and some people pick Jay Cutler in fantasy football. We just hope you find help for both of those problems. Wow. Some strong opinions about Jay Cutler just happened. And while I completely agree there are better quarterbacks in fantasy football, I don't think he would necessarily hurt your fantasy team. He definitely won't make it better, but it is possible to still win if you have some great running backs and wide receivers. And I do believe that in our league, our first place winner did have Jay Cutler as a quarterback. Okay, but last year, you also have to remember that our first place winner in our fantasy league lied and cheated to get all those good players to stack his team. So I don't think you should throw Jay Cutler in that mix. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So why don't you just go ahead and tell us who your avoid pick is? All right. Well, my avoid pick is definitely RG3. While he may believe that he is the best quarterback in the league, many people thought that was a joke. I mean, besides the multiple leg injuries and being out most of last season, a lot of the Redskins are injured right now, so choosing RG3 would be a pretty big risk. I mean, you can choose these guys if you really want to, but in general, I just say they're a no-go. And there's plenty of other quarterbacks that are better than these guys who I really think are going to have a good season. Um, And for me, my breakout pick, it's going to be Eli Manning. I think that Eli has been very quietly having good seasons up in New York as of late. The Giants overall haven't necessarily been a top-tier team for a bit, but little Manning has his own Super Bowl titles, and we really shouldn't forget that. Um, And, you know, I think the Giants receiving core is only going to get better. Um, Hello, Odell Beckham Jr. And Eli, you know he can throw the ball. And obviously, he's gaining confidence. I mean, have you seen his new DirecTV commercial? (laughs) Yeah, I have, and I actually really like them, almost better than Rob Lowe's. Well, I don't know about that, but my breakout pick is definitely Ryan Tannehill. I think he's really going to live up to all the hype. The Dolphins have a history of investing in great quarterbacks, and I don't think they would have given this guy boatloads of money if he wasn't worth it. He definitely had a decent season last year, and it seems like he got better as the season wore on. Definitely a higher tier pick for this year, and hopefully he'll lead the Dolphins to a winning season. Yeah, these guys, I really think they're going to have good seasons. And then now we have to go to our gamble picks. And we may be a little bit controversial in the guys we're going to pick for this category, but I really think they are a gamble. And it's going to be Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. 
The short answer for why Brady and Manning are gambles is because they're old. <laughs> I won't sugarcoat it. These guys are pushing 40, and the league is not forgiving to age. No doubt these guys are Hall of Fame quarterbacks, but individually there are some red flags. Yeah, there comes a point where players have to ask themselves, when is the right time to retire? When does continuing to play actually make the team worse? For Peyton, it's got to be staying healthy and making sure that control won't slip through his fingers when his offense just isn't as good. Regardless of how many Papa John's or nationwide commercial season, Peyton will have to earn this season. Right. And while Papa John's may deliver, Peyton currently does not. Even Tom knows that Peyton's time is limited as a player. Brady said that Peyton can only play maybe two years while he still can play for seven or eight more. But for Tom, it's still age. But more than anything, it's politics right now. Specifically, Deflategate. Even though reports have indicated that Brady and the league are trying to resolve the issue before the season starts, there's a chance that Brady could miss four games. But now we get to my favorite category of quarterbacks, the guys that will give you the most bang for your buck. Yeah, and it's no surprise, my bang for your buck pick in this category, Philip Rivers. And no, it's not just because I'm an enormous Chargers fan. I really think that Philip Rivers is a overall good package. There's been a lot of criticism that, you know, he's not a playoff quarterback and, you know, that kind of remains to be seen. I still think he's really great. Every time he goes onto the field, you know that he's going to put up those consistent points. He's really good in the pocket and he really can throw the ball. And even though the Chargers now have their run game, I really think they're still going to rely on Phil to get the job done for them this season. I think he's a great pick. I have to agree. I think that Phil is pretty consistent, like one of my favorite players, Matthew Stafford. He was my quarterback last year in our fantasy league, and he was also pretty consistent. He definitely wasn't the point leader, but I could always rely on the bromance between him and Megatron every single week. (laughs) Yeah, those guys were so crazy, and I know that they're still going to be reliable this season. Definitely. And so overall, if you go with any of our picks or just your favorite quarterback, The most important thing is to follow your instincts. Ooh, funny that you say that, Cassandra, because we're going to hope right now that your instincts are good. We're about to start our segment called The Ruling from the Booth. I'm going to ask you to make some tough quarterback decisions. So here, let me set the scene for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, you're drafting your fantasy team. There's 45 seconds on the clock. It's the fifth round, and you slacked, and you still haven't picked your quarterback. I'm going to give you some choices here. Lightning round, here we go. Eli Manning or Ryan Tannehill? Ryan Tannehill. I think that's a bad choice. Matt Ryan or Joe Flacco? Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. I really don't like either of them. Okay, Blake Bortles or Johnny Manziel? My money's on Manziel. I just don't understand. I gave you Blake Bortles as an option here. Okay, all right, fine. Derek Carr or Teddy Bridgewater? I have to go with Teddy Bridgewater. That's what I like to hear. Team Teddy all the way. Okay, final one. Tony Romo or Tom Brady? Well, I think I'm going to have to go with Tom Brady. He just won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think I would probably pick Tom Brady too. But at the end of the lightning round, the ruling on the field stands. Cassandra's choices in quarterback, uh, a little bit questionable. But overall, okay. Whatever. I still think that... My fantasy football team is going to kick your fantasy football team's butt. Yeah, well, that remains to be seen. We hope uh, that our first episode here of the podcast is going to help you make sure that your fantasy team kicks someone else's butt. 
So thanks for listening. And this is the booth review. We'll see you next week. 